Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 70, Solar Power and Brave New Metropolis with Devlin Grimm. Hi, pals. It's a bit of a disappointing week. Would you Would you guys agree with that? Just com- compared to previous weeks, like we've had we've had a couple of duds, but not both together. I would say. Look, like they're not the worst thing I've ever seen, but they're not great either. I just mean by the standards of this show. By the standards of this show, no, these kind of suck. Yeah. The standards of the show, it's better than most shows, but does not does not stand up to repeat viewings or a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, that that said, I'm sure we'll milk an hour out of this somehow. Devlin, did you pick this for any particular reason? I picked this for no particular reason. I knew nothing about Superman before you guys started the show. I mean, awesome. I knew ah. the five things everybody knows. Right. Um, which I which will name not them name. now. <laughs> nope, nope, too late. Lois, Lois Lane, Lex <laughs> Luthor. Krypton, mm-hmm. Kryptonite, mm-hmm. and uh, Doomsday. Yep, that's uh, them. Yay! Yeah. yeah. Reluctantly, I have to admit that last one is true, but I don't want it to be. A lot of people know who Doomsday is. Oh, I know. I know because a lot of them tried to sell his first appearance back to me at the comic store. Mm-hmm. What were you guys buying it for? Dollar. <laughs> oh, what a charity. Mm-hmm. What did it sell for originally? Dollar. <laughs> Now that's mint in bag, right? That one I could bump up to five bucks if it was still in the sealed package and it had the uh, the black the, armband. The black armband, yes, good call. Uh huh. I had one of those. Everybody had one of those. Mm-hmm. I worked in a newsstand at the time, and like we couldn't give those fucking things away. <laughs> Everyone was like running in the comic store, but for some reason they didn't want our copies of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh, I don't know. These aren't going to be worth anything. They're in a newsstand. Mm-hmm. Gross. Next to a Vanity Fair. <laughs> They've got the barcode in the cor- corner instead of the little picture of Superman. Oh, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say they make excellent bedding for your beanie babies, babies the next year. <laughs> that's true. Just uh. a just an entire like layer of black black S armbands. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we'll be getting some of those in in the second episode. So good uh, good merchandise. A lot of there. black in the second episode, unfortunately. <laughs> And certainly yeah. some color of armband in the next episode. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but first, uh, why don't I tell you what happens in Solar Power? Great title. These have great titles, by the way. I've I've noticed your your uh, your, your your dissing of the titles, and I don't get it. They're fine. They're <laughs> they adequate. They suck. They suck so badly. <laughs> okay, I I disagree. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you what happens. Remember that guy who was stalking Lois a couple episodes ago? No, not that guy, or that one. Or that one. Okay, I'll just tell you because we could be here all day with this. Uh, This particular stalker had light powers, and his name is Lightner. Only now he calls himself Luminous, which feels like a hat on a hat given that his name was already Lightner. Anyway, he's broken out of jail because Lex, who assured us he was not working with Lightner last time, gave him some light-based LexCorp tech that he could use to turn invisible and I guess also learn how to pilot a helicopter. But Lex still isn't working with him. I want to be very clear about this. He's just providing cutting-edge tech to known criminals with grudges against Superman. Criminals who are in prison, so the logistics of getting said tech in their hands must be considerable. 
Leitner's really upped his game this time around, not just with the invisibility thing, but also with a plot to turn the sun red using satellite filters. The takeaway is that Superman no longer has his powers and has to go by peroxide to treat his bleeding wounds now, like every other chump. Thankfully, we're spared the Counselor Troy whines about not being special without her power shtick, because Leitner's moved forward with phase two of his dastardly plan, which... Okay, maybe I spoke too soon when I said he's up to his game. Phase two is just kidnap Lois to lure Superman into a trap again. He does lure Superman someplace different this time. Well, different than the last episode he appeared in, but not really different from half a dozen Batman episodes, because our third act set piece is basically the fucking Hall of Mirrors again, only this time it's holograms. Which one is real? Ooh, I'm on the edge of my seat here. Will he ever figure it out? Yes. Turns out yes. And Leitner is stunned when Superman kicks him right in the solar plexus. Which isn't a light pun, but it should have been. Anyway, then the setting changes and Superman is stuck in the boring pirate comics from Watchmen for a while. But before he's eaten by very smooth simulations of sharks, which we all know is nature's smoothest animal, Superman smashes the machine that's making the sun red. Which, come on, Leitner, you put that machine in the same building you plan to kill Superman in? That's just sloppy, man. Then he's taken back to jail and there's a really contrived exchange about getting those lights, i.e. the media's camera flashes, out of his face. I mean, I guess it was an okay joke, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as my solar plexus line. <laughs> Call me, guys. Really. Superman. Superman. What was it like being in prison? Uh, we both we both <laughs> said that one. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, what, another idiot, would mm-hmm. you say? Just... Another petty idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not trying to kiss Lois this time, so. No, I appreciate that, but <laughs> he sucks so bad. <laughs> he does, but at least, you know, like, this is uh, this is actually my good thing. Mm-hmm. I think his powers are good, and I think they're a really cool idea, and, like, we've kind of gotten used to, we talked about this last week, Parasite and Livewire people with, like, really big powers who don't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this guy goes through, like, invisibility, holograms, laser, and, like, all, all this shit, like, that his powers can do, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's some really interesting possibilities here. My favorite is still him pulling a laser gun on Superman and going, lasers are a type of light, Superman. And Superman going, oh shit, he's right. (laughs) (laughs) That was the standout moment for for Luminous, for all of Luminous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That would have been my quote. That was very good. But uh, yeah, he's still like, there's nothing to the character at all. I, I mean, just, like, they even, like, his whole deal was stalking Lois, and he doesn't even have that anymore. Now he's just like, I fucking hate Superman for making me look like an idiot. It's like, well, dude, it's you like are the, an idiot. The the second appearance of the villains just seems to be, okay, now revenge. Yeah. That's all they need. And same with Livewire. I was like, okay, but what else? Mm-hmm. No. And I don't really that's... need, like, a psychologically complex villain. No. But they need to be better than just jerks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Dumb know jerks. one thing about this guy. Like, I know he worked for LexCorp, and Lois uh, used him as a source on a story, yep. and that's it. Like, I don't know anything about his personality itself, though. He likes light. I know that much. Mm, does Big he, or does he, just, does he just work with light? <laughs> well, you he call- also made a giant sword fall on Lois at one time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Can't take that away from him. <laughs> I know. It's not light-based or anything, but it's still cool, right? I mean, I guess. It's not on brand, but I mean, it is on brand for the Excalibur Award. He did get a sword, or like a laser sword in this, too, so. 
with uh, very distinctive not Lucasfilm trademark uh, lightsaber sounds. Oh, those were fantastic. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like the uh, like the sound designer's kid going. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's like, what is that, a lightsaber? No. It's, it is a it's hugely light, distinct. It is a light sword, Superman. How dare it's, you? It's a lightner cutlass. <laughs> I wish they had gone even more off-brand and just had, like, bonk, bonk, bonk noises. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like a gun? Guns are also made of light, Superman. <laughs> oh, Wait, shit. what? <laughs> Everything is made of light, Superman. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, I don't think there's any incarnation of the concept of hard light that I will ever buy. Like, nope. the star trek kept trying to say no you can touch light it can hurt you no it's light Come we, we on, have guys. watched so many episodes of voyager and still hard light is a stupid idea yep i just don't get it no but what if you made a guy who could sing opera out of it no i don't think i'd care for that either uh, no. what about a what about a force field though is a force field a kind of light oh it might be uh, actually I, it's a kind of energy but i don't know that it's a kind of light i want to know particularly like what various hertz on the energy spectrum he is responsible for i thought you meant hertz like how much does it hurt well not very much unless he hits mm -hmm. you with one of those lasers right oh no oh Bonk. no <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i did my good thing devlin what do you got what do i got i love lex's constant alibi of like Oh, of course it wasn't me. If it was me, I would fucking tell you because you can't oh, yeah. do anything about it. I mean, it's great because it's true. <laughs> yeah, this, this is like the third or fourth time. Like he did it in the last uh, Luminous episode, but he's done just a bunch in general. Lex uh, taunting about how he's untouchable is the mm -hmm. same as Lois constantly getting kissed. And actually, this is my quote because he, he just very specifically says uh, this, which made me laugh. Oh, please, Lois, forget that I'm losing millions in communications revenues. Do you really think I'd jeopardize the welfare of the planet just to settle my personal grudge with Superman? Because he absolutely would do that. What he says is, uh, like, do you think I'd ruin the entire planet just to just to get back at Super? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, I do think that. Also, do you know how much money this is costing me? <laughs> also very good. Well, I don't... Do, did I miss the setup that uh, Luminous's uh, uh, hideout was in a LexCorp building, or was that like a reveal at the end? I think it was a reveal. Was it a LexCorp building? I really the, yeah, it was. Yeah, then. the invisible one, right? Yeah, because we cut to uh, like an outside shot, and, and the uh, the satellite dishes fall, and then the like the, the red sun thing stops. I mean, I remember the reveal, and it had a Funimation transporter effect on it. Which Yum. I was really pleased to see, honestly. <laughs> like, an old friend. Right. <laughs> but uh, that, that just means, like, he's wrecked another LexCorp building, mm -hmm. which Lex cannot be happy about. Come on, you know how hard it was to make an invisible building? <laughs> I'm sure that Lex wasn't... knows exactly how many buildings he can throw at a Superman <laughs> villain. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly. All right, that's one. You have five left. <laughs> I gotta buy more buildings. Look, that guy gets a chest door. You get a building, okay? <laughs> Everybody gets one thing. I just... There's something I noticed um, in this and also in the next episode where mm. Metropolis has no outskirts or suburb. As soon as you leave the city, you're in the desert for yep. like 40 miles. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, 
it doesn't have to have an analog with the real world, but isn't it supposed to be Chicago or New York or something? It doesn't have to have an analog for a real city, but it is it should function like a real city. Right, but that what I'm saying is like the desert kind of puts it someplace where there wouldn't be a big metropolis. You know what I mean? I, yeah, it's it's one of those fictional cities where it has all different types of uh, like uh, uh, environment. So well, there's I mean, like a port, and there's a desert, and there's a rainforest. Well, Gotham had that too because we had Boss Biggest mm-hmm. in the canyons of is, Gotham. Oh God, I forgot about the canyons. <laughs> so wait, is it Zootopia? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, it's part Zootopia and, and part Fruitopia <laughs> because it is the mid nineties. It is the mid nineties. Oh, <laughs> I could go for a Fruitopia. Could you? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. I could, take a... I could go for the innocence I lost in the mid nineties. Uh, there you we, go. We could all go for that. I think. I'll have a Snapple, thanks. <laughs> what do you got for a good thing? Oh, God, what do I have for a good thing? Oh, yeah. This episode ends with Superman just punching Lightner in the face, and it's so <laughs> fucking satisfying. <laughs> Fuck yep. that guy. Oh, my God. Like, Superman just gets his powers back, and Lightner's, like, yelling at it. And I kept expecting him to do, like, the, the thing where he, like, flicks the guy, and he sort of falls over. Mm-hmm. No. Full on belts him in the face. He goes flying into a wall, and another part of wall falls on him. It was wonderful. Well, I think I think the uh, you know the yellow sun takes a minute to like recharge him because remember in the uh, Lobo episode, it mm-hmm. took him like most of the episode to get back to full strength. So I, so I feel like most of that was just Clark punch. I just I love the idea that he Superman is so done that it's just like I'm gonna break every bone in your body now. Mm-hmm. And you know oh, what? Yeah. Good. I think he's really hurt after that. <laughs> you think? He did have a little uh, Looney Tunes flourish. Or, mm. I don't know. His, head his eyes bugged out of his, his head. His eyes bugged out. Yeah. He turned into a duck. Uh-huh. I don't remember. Look, stars. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to that. Yeah. Uh, my bad thing was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they When Lois and Jimmy... And I forgot to mention Jimmy's in this because, like most episodes, Jimmy's in... Jimmy's just kind of also there. <laughs> just passing through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeepers. Um, but uh, when when Lois and Jimmy find the invisible building, he's he's looking around and he says, maybe I can find a light. Like, don't don't give him a setup like that. That's like saying wonder around Tony Wonder. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Lightner was waiting in the dumbwaiter for three hours for him to say that. I didn't know we had taquitos. <laughs> I did realize uh, I had a good hey, it's that guy. Leitner is played by Robert Hayes, who was the lead in Airplane. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Among many other things. Uh, actually, I think you would know him from, he's been in a bunch of the CW shows since then. Oh. But, uh, but I know him from, you know, like, and that just makes me want Julie Haggerty to show up as, you know. Hey, Superman. This is I can Julie blow Haggerty. away on the wisp of the wind. <laughs> Hey, recapture more of that 70s glory. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you got for a bad thing, Devlin? Oh, could be anything. Okay, so when Lightner, he creates this whole holodeck experience. He goes through a saloon. It's old-timey. It's populated mm-hmm. by Datas. He goes to a pirate ship for no reason. <laughs> and he has a costume for each one. He, like, clearly did the prep work on this Mm. really boring, bizarre trap. 
Mm-hmm. And his line delivery is so <laughs> lackluster. I'm so angry that he did this like wild camp experience and couldn't commit to being a wild camp villain. He's just like, uh, shiver me timbers. I <laughs> uh, walked the plank with you, Superman. Well, he's the guy from Airplane. And the whole thing about that style of humor is deadpan. Like that guy's good at deadpan, but I don't know that he's good at much else. I mean, not like... only deadpan, but he was the straight man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it doesn't lend itself well to a Superman villain trying no. to kill Superman while dressed as a pirate. Yeah. I feel like a... someone could have the great Andrea Romano could have mm-hmm. like stepped in, gotten on the God mic and said, you're dressed as a pirate. Mm-hmm. Do I need to get you a pirate costume? <laughs> Trust McNeil can loan you one. We got a method through this. <laughs> Maybe she owed him a favor and just, Oh, I don't know. You want to be on Superman? <laughs> Do I have to try really hard? No, <laughs> no, you're a villain. You're going to kick me out. <laughs> You're a villain that didn't even come from the comics. No one's going to care what you sound like. <laughs> uh, Luminous, Luminous is such a stupid name. I, yeah, it is. And he has that moment where he's like, call me Luminous. Like, shut up. No. <laughs> Superman's just looking at him like, no. <laughs> that had a real, uh, I'm TS now, dad. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you say, Eddie. Jeez. Uh-huh. Can I still call you a jerk? It's just, I don't know. Like Batman did such a good job with their original for the series mm-hmm. characters and the show. Like Livewire's pretty okay, but that's it. Livewire has the potential to be to be good, you know. Yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to meet halfway and say Livewire's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy, this sucks. guy sucks. Yeah, he does. Aren't most of Superman's sort of canonical villains just big space monsters uh, a lot I of the mean, time yeah okay yeah there's some i mean you know the the thing is lex hasn't actually done much full-on villainy yet. yeah like he's mostly lurking behind the scenes or bankrolling some guy but like lex really needs to step up mm-hmm. and do some like straight up kill kill superman shit, i hope you know? we get some of that good stuff before justice league because i know he's awesome in justice league but like for right now, he's get... just mostly just hanging around his office, giggling with mercy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, he lost his powers. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he really is an idiot, huh? <laughs> You're my best friend. Okay, Mercy is an original creation for the show, and yes. she's good. Okay, yes, Mercy's great. Mercy's yep. great. Mm-hmm. Yep. At least we have Mercy out of all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rigamarole. I'm just thinking villain-wise. Mercy's really a villain. Ish. To... Uh, she beats the shit out of Lois in the next one. That's a villain. Well, okay. But, um... She murders many, many other. people. <laughs> True. But she's like the... I mean, I, I, the show's gonna gonna call this out. She's the Harley Quinn to Lex's Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we do the crossover, like, uh... She and Harley are just gonna wail at each other the whole time. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. That sounds wait. amazing. It's in, like, two weeks, too. Oh, yeah, it is. One of the high points. Uh, what do you got for a bad thing? Oh, uh, what do I got for a bad thing? Uh, oh, one of the one of the go-to uh, oh, yeah. perennial Look, bad things for Superman. Look, we talk about this a lot, but Superman's real dumb in this one. Like, <laughs> really, really dumb. Good mm-hmm. job, Clark. Try jumping at the holographic asshole 20 more times, you chump. <laughs> it's like, the fact that he doesn't have powers really shows that he also, doesn't, that he also isn't very smart. 
Well, that's what I was saying with the Counselor Troy thing. I was mm -hmm. waiting for the episode to take that turn, and then they just kind of didn't. It's I'm kind of glad, but, it's you like, know. I, you know, you take his powers away, and he's just an idiot in a cape trying to punch a guy who keeps being invisible. That was a rough uh, day. I, I hate to keep saying Justice League did it better, because I'm going to say that for the next episode, mm -hmm. too. But really, there's the whole episode two-parter where Superman doesn't have any powers under a red sun, mm -hmm. where he's awesome. Yeah, that's a great one. That he's he's still a good hero guy. Mm -hmm. oh, that sounds but, great. Sign me up for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's uh, maybe my favorite single episode of Justice League. That's right. a good one. Yeah, but um, this is not <laughs> riding around the post apocalypse in a uh, in a convertible, and then <laughs> when the convertible breaks, he uh, he uh, harnesses up some giant cockroaches. Oh, it's so good. That sounds amazing. Oh God, I can't wait. It's just an episode. It's not like. A movie trilogy? <laughs> no, of that. no, it's a two-parter, but you don't really... Like, the first part doesn't have anything to do with that. Mm. It's like everyone thinks Superman is dead, and they're dealing with that in the present. And, uh, spoiler, it's the future, and the sun has turned red. Meanwhile, he's wrangling oh. cockroaches? Yeah, because it's the post-apocalypse, and there's giant cockroaches. We all yep. knew that would happen. Yep, that's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. I need to be... A Oh, I guess it could be a natural apocalypse. I was going to say, does it need to be a uh, post-apocalyptic if the sun has turned red? Well, yeah, I think we're just, you know, hundreds of thousands of years in the future. Yeah. It's also a very old uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else? I kind of, speaking of the red sun, I kind of yeah. liked the red sky backgrounds and all of this. It was, yeah, it was really menacing and pleasing all of yeah. this. Well, it was, it was kind of like, it, it felt a bit like later batman gotham mm -hmm. they were always using those like reds and purples for the sky and it felt like that but still with metropolis's like you know otherwise sort of optimistic skyline yeah but like all the lighting signifies oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. daytime so mm -hmm. it's still right yeah that was very good um i like oh, the there guy was a... on, i like the guy in the news going of course the sun hasn't actually turned red but because of this hologram Mm -hmm. Thanks, buddy. That was a great news graphic. Mm -hmm. too. Uh, they got uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson to uh, tell us about the sun. Good. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> okay. this is what a color is. Oh, thanks. Maybe like was Professor Hamilton even in this one? Maybe that's why Superman was so stupid. Maybe like Emil took the week off and uh... he was at the end, but like I kept expecting him to show up sooner because Superman doesn't have any powers. It's like. Isn't your first yeah. thought uh, thought to go find this dude and be all like, hey, I don't have any powers. I made you yeah. a suit for that. Yeah. Yeah, go see but Emil. Get a power suit. I gotta beat yeah. up this light idiot. He's probably got like a suit that has like a, a yellow sun lamp inside it mm -hmm. or something. Oh, doesn't Lex get a power suit at some point? Yes. That's the sixth thing I know about. He gets Superman. the he gets the the uh, superpowers like from from the uh, from the eighties like the green and purple mm -hmm. power suit. Hell yeah. It's awesome. ridiculous and I love it. I love a villain in uh, green and purple. <laughs> well, that, the thing about this Lex is you get every version of him. You get, like, uh, you know, Captain of Industry Lex. You get Mad Scientist Lex. Mm -hmm. You get full-on supervillain Lex. You get all of them. It's great. Do we get real estate Lex, though? I mean, we're kind of looking at him now, I think. we. Nah, you I, want, I want him to buy some uh, beachfront property or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he's got buildings all over the desert that he can just turn invisible. That's true. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I imagine it'll be Beachfront. <laughs> they don't all explode and have satellites fall on them. I'm playing the long game. Now fetch me my Gene Hackman wig. <laughs> I need people to think I have some hair. But I'm still balding. <laughs> 
Oh, we haven't talked about the... I didn't even think it was that contrived. They had a, hey, look up in the sky, it's a bird moment. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of adorable. Yeah, because the bird was perched on an invisible building, so they were remarking on it because it showed them where the building was. I thought it was kind of clever. Yeah, like... I like Jimmy just going, it's a bird. And Lois going, yeah, it's a perched bird, you idiot. <laughs> In the sky. Oh, Fucking moron, I have to do everything myself. <laughs> Give me that camera. I mean, <laughs> when is that ever not true? Uh, Lois, um, you're like the best person alive. Like, why do you hang out with this guy? Oh, she does. Like, he's a, he's a co-worker that she's been saddled with. I don't think she likes him. <laughs> Great, more time with Jimmy. Oh boy, take a take a photographer. Okay, you're taking Lil Olson. Oh, at least you don't have a mullet yet. Mm, he's got a normal, like you know, we're gonna see Uber mullet here in a minute, but uh, he's got something of a mullet already. I have nothing for you now, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? Uh, Anything? The uninspired Luminous had a. I had a moment where he was a hologram and turned into a ball and said, follow the bouncing ball. Ugh. I want a supervillain who's in it for the art of villainy. I want the monarch. I don't want this. I don't want this Sunday morning claptrap. This is garbage. I don't think Superman has anybody like that. It really does feel like he just woke up one morning and went, well, I guess I'll kill Superman. I got nothing else going on today. <laughs> I got all well, these I busted light out of jail. Hmm. So. Mm. Where's your passion, you idiot? Eh. I mean, we're we're at the peak of rave culture right now. I could throw the most amazing rave or kill Superman. Those mm-hmm. are my options. Oh my god, he would be he would be a hero if he just threw a rave. Yeah, I know. Get out of jail. Go throw a rave. Mm-hmm. You're living the life we've all wanted. <laughs> Especially the 1997 life, man. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, there was a moment where uh, Superman manages to stop him with water, which I guess stops like 80% of his villains. It's the only plan he has anymore. It works every time, though. He doesn't need another plan. (laughs) Why think up a second plan if it always works? Oh, time to go get my super hose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else? The guy tries to run over Superman with a train, and I have the note here. Oh, no, I'm less powerful than a locomotive. <laughs> that is very good. <laughs> Otherwise, no, I got nothing. What about you, Devlin? I have, uh, I've brought as much to this conversation as the writers did, so I feel good. <laughs> this is about as much uh, talking as Luminous deserves, I would say. I mean, you know, not to not to pat myself on the back for what was an adequate joke, but I'm saying I accidentally thought of a better like wordplay than they did on purpose for the mm-hmm. entire episode. Like, come on, guys, try try harder. DC Wiki's gonna be on your ass because he did not actually <laughs> kick him in the solar plexus. Oh my god, you're probably right. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm getting go graffiti email here. the DC Wiki, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm getting an email here from them that just says, uh, excuse me, many times over and over again. Oh, are they trying to explain how the sun works? Because somebody already covered that. <laughs> yeah, there's two whole They Might Be Giants songs about it. That's true. They did one, and then they did another one saying, oops, we got it wrong. Science changes sometimes, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. That is kind of awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's push forward then to, uh, well, Devlin, why don't you tell us about, uh, well, I assume I assume this is a terrible title too. Yes, Brave New Metropolis. Yep. Awful. Brave okay. New Just Metropolis. Awful. 
Now okay. I remember. I chose this because I was like, even if I hate the episode, I'll make some Tempest jokes or some Aldous Huxley jokes. And I hated the episode and I did neither of those anyway. <laughs> <sighs> Brave Neutropolis, a book report by Devlin Grimm. <laughs> Lois, Jimmy, and kindly Dr. What's-His-Face, who, who may or may not be good at his job, are hanging around a lab to look at some Kryptonian poles. They shoot lightning. It's cool. And it's a portal to another dimension, I guess. And Lois just falls in for some reason. She slips, she slips. <laughs> Lois hoofs it from the abandoned lab back to Neutropolis where ev- um, to find that everyone is a jerk, either because they are subjected to the fascist regime or complacent in it. Oh, God damn it, son of a bitch, it's a freaking fascist dimension. This sounds like a really cool story in 1997, but I don't fucking need this right now. <laughs> <sighs> it's pretty by the numbers in terms of your dystopian parallel universes. This universe is Lois is dead. This universe's Jimmy has a mullet and leads a resistance that hangs out in a sewer and fights ninjas who do sick flips. <laughs> There's a woman yelling about her baby like she's naming off Carol Radzewell's pets. Some nasty drooks kept the old horror show Malaco, no doubt to wrestle their trembles, mellow their <laughs> boggle, or get balls nasty. Uh, it goes on like this. <laughs> Most importantly, a gritty, very tired-looking Superman, or Uberman we'll call him, is best friends forever with Lex. This leaves a dejected, a dejected Mercy to turn to wearing pants and letting her roots grow out. Truly, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> Uberman is amazed to find Lois alive, seeing as how it was her death that spiraled him into authoritarian do-gooding. Gross. <laughs> do you mean to tell me that the most compassionate person in the galaxy is a car bomb away from being a black-pilled incel? <laughs> I fucking hate that. What's that you say? My baby? Okay, back to the story. <laughs> Uberman and Lois and the Apple Dumpling Gang break into <laughs> break into Lex's house to fuck his shit up, and then Lex escapes in an airship that was designed by a five-year-old, hence it immediately crashes. Uberman takes Lois back to the abandoned laboratory just in time for Superman to peep out of the time hole to rescue her. She makes hard eye contact with Soups while she gives an open mouth kiss to his doppelganger. And that is like some really sociopathic stunting. And I do love it. (laughs) Work, you girl boss. (laughs) Then she asks Superman on a date. And that sounds really nice. And I'm really happy for them and good for those crazy kids. And I hope she doesn't ever fucking die. (laughs) The end. Now you put a you put a little uh, smiley face, like old school (laughs) smiley face in your summary. And I was waiting to hear how you would pronounce that. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, this one sucked. Yeah, it sure fucking did. <laughs> and as I alluded to before, Justice League will do this so much better. Mm-hmm. I uh, There's two things I'm sick of, and it's dystopians and Superman being a bad guy. Like, well, they both suck. I mean, yeah. And look, we already, we already live in a dystopia. We mm-hmm. don't need to see a fictional one because we're already in one. Yep. But yeah, it's not great. And the thing is, I think they could have done this. There's an interesting way to do this, and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But let's let's get into your bad thing, because really, that's that's sort of the meat of, I think, all of our problem with this. I mean, like I said, I hate these stories, and there's a bunch of them. The one that br- springs immediately to mind is uh, Injustice, uh, where Superman turns evil because Lois dies, which, number one, that's lazy. Like, that's just, that's just the definition of fridging a character. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Number two... It suggests that the only thing that's stopping Superman from being a tyrannical monster is that is his lady friend dying on him. Like, that's some killing joke bullshit, and no thank you. Like, the point of Superman is that he doesn't stop doing the right thing ever, even if his girlfriend died. Like, he's supposed to be the best of us. 
Mm-hmm. It's just I... it's it's so cheap. That's just like oh that oh my girlfriend died. Well, fuck everything. I guess. I mean, same. A hundred percent co-signed. Uh, let's add an addendum to that. They're, mm-hmm. they're not even dating yet. Yeah. This yeah. is this is his coworker who thinks he thinks is cute that mm-hmm. died on him, and he turns totally fash on it. Yeah, like this isn't no, and- like the great love of the, like the DC universe or whatever. This is just oh, you seem nice. Oh no. Mm-hmm. No, and they did they did obviously start building the romance at the end of the first luminous episode mm-hmm. where they're like maybe we should go on a date sometime and this one ends exactly the same way maybe yep. we should go on a date some like so and then they sort didn't of, they're sort of stuck at that first step anyway mm-hmm. i got to thinking about this though i feel like i first of all you guys are 100 percent right second if you do some really and i don't know why i'm doing this for them mm-hmm. but if you do some like creative like meeting them halfway no prize connect the dots kind of stuff i could see Superman's grieving because he's lost a friend. Mm-hmm. Lex steps in and gets really manipulative. Mm-hmm. And that's what tips him. That could have been an interesting story where it's like the story of Lex hitting him in a vulnerable moment and turning him into this. But they didn't do that. Well, and the other thing is it's clear. It's real. Apparently, it's real easy to just trick Superman. Oh, no, I'm not keeping people in, in prisons because they're disobeying my orders. Don't worry about it. Well, if Lex I mean, said it was true... <laughs> The thing is, I feel like it would be a long slide. Mm. It's just, like I said, I think it would be kind of interesting. I think there's a good story there in Lex taking, like, really seeing Lex take advantage and be a manipulator, which we Mm. haven't really seen much of. But, again, I'm just making shit up that didn't happen, so I don't know why we're even talking about that. Yeah, because that's entirely too long of a slide for my work flirt died. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like I said, I think it's just, he lost a friend, he was grieving, then the evil guy starts whispering in his ear and, you know, it goes from there. Hey, what but, if you wore all black and we built some real scary statues about you? That's a good idea, Lex. Thanks. <laughs> That'll make me feel better about my dead girlfriend. Nailed it. Who, again, is not my girlfriend? I no, mean, I... you know. In fact, I canonically slept with her and uh, you didn't. <laughs> canonically slept with her? <laughs> he did. They, they said it as much as you can say it at a kid's show. No, I'm not disputing the fact of it. I just love that turn of phrase. <laughs> yeah. It's on the wiki. Yeah, look, canonical sex right there. Mm-hmm. Well, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I I called it out a couple times this episode really suffers from being watched in this year under these circumstances. But yeah, Superman's slide into this alter ego really did remind me of these these incel boys who mm-hmm. think they're entitled to oh, I yeah. don't know big titty journalist girlfriend mm-hmm. and then they go on actual shooting sprees about it. I like I I, I liked your pause there. This episode suffers from watching because <laughs> I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Just does not hold up to the scrutiny of a viewing. <laughs> Actually, that's my good thing. I do like a parallel universe. This just was not well executed. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like, oh, what a fun concept. I would have liked to imagine this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might as well watch sliders. <sighs> We're not watching sl- sliders the, again. That's a show I haven't thought of in a while. No, we watched sliders once. That yeah, was enough. That's the only time we have to watch sliders. Great. Now I'm hungry for sliders. <laughs> um Go to White Castle. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> You're going to get diarrhea. 
Uh, my bad thing. Okay. For those of you who have not followed us over from the Star Trek show, let me let me briefly encapsulate something that happens in every Star Trek episode where there is a force of people, like a, a faction of people against either the government or in an alternate reality, like the, the actual bad guys or what, like there's a, there's a ragtag band of rebels. Uh, they always have mullets, which led to me calling them mullety rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they always have those flaming trash cans. They always wear the same fucking jackets with the bandoliers and the torn elbows. And it's exactly the same uniform and hairstyles and everything every time. And I hate them so much. <laughs> How I thought we were safe from all that here. I thought we'd we'd uh, finally abandon. And this week we got Holodex and Mullity Rebels. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is definitely Might the be... most TNG Superman's ever been. <laughs> Might as well watch fucking Lower Decks for fuck's sake. You mentioned it. No, hey, it they are ruining a planet that we've never heard of and I don't care about. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Oh, and and they left the uh, alternate, like evil alternate reality, by like implying a bunch of change was happening and then just leaving. Oh, yeah, and they got there by a, you know, MacGuffin guardian of forever. I do like, and and Devlin, I saw this in your notes as well, like the uh, Lois, like, being super observant about how the, like, Hamilton just sort of throws his arms up and says, well, that doesn't work. And she's like, no, look, look at this. And, like, she's really good at those uh, spot the differences between the two pictures thing. Yeah, specifically, she looks through the portal and she sees that the glass has cracked through the portal but not in her dimension right and it's it's a very nice detail and it's like oh i love when she has super journalist powers Mm -hmm. yeah they're they've really slacked on that lately and it's it's disappointing because i like that she's the smartest person in any room yep i mean this is kind of my good thing like lois is a goddamn badass in this episode (laughs) that's true (laughs) that the whole scenes of her escaping from the police by Spider-Man manning her way up the side of the statue of Lexperty and then shooting at a police helicopter. Mm, awesome. Yeah, she also uh, shoots at at least one cop car. Like, Lois is a stone-cold cop killer in this yep. reality. Hell yeah. Uh, fight the power, Lois. Mm-hmm. I think they were going for, like, a North by Northwest uh, crawling up Mount Rushmore thing there. but Oh, uh, yeah. I just don't understand how she does it in, like, heels in that tiny skirt. I know. Well, and then she fall, almost falls off because she's walking around on Lex's head and it's so smooth up there. <laughs> like a shark. Mm-hmm. Smooth like a shark. <laughs> they gotta polish it every morning. Of course they do. <laughs> Ten gallons of Lex polish. <laughs> just have a helicopter dump it on the statue twice a day. <laughs> they show uh. multiple statues of Lex and Superman and they're all sort of like at different heights so one of them is a bust and one of them starts at the torso mm-hmm. and I like mm-hmm. to think they're all over and you can orient yourself based on how the statue starts anatomically <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking maybe it's the same statue and it just like moves positions during the day to tell time oh. like instead of a giant clock they have a giant dystopian view screen but they couldn't do a clock it's just the later in the day it gets the higher it rises out of the ground yeah <laughs> Like their angry god. Uh-huh. That tracks. Well, it's Lex's it shoulders o'clock. o'clock. I gotta go home. Lex has mm-hmm. spoken. <laughs> Ooh, no, what I want is for the head to detach and fly around like in Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then Lex would escape it at the end instead of his stupid glider. 
Okay, well, now I absolutely want that to happen. Yeah. His glider, which is built like a Toyota Camry. <laughs> what a trash vehicle. It, it, it looked like, like my brother had a whole bunch of different action figures, you know, like every kid, like mm-hmm. mix and match different action figure sets. And he definitely had a glider like that that was from like the generic dollar store, no brand yep. thing that he put his G.I. Joes or whatever in because, I don't know, it's a ship. But yeah, it sucks. Generic Le- LexCorp glider comes with everything you see here. Honestly, it's built like an off-brand Fantastic car. <laughs> yep. It's like, it glides, but it's made entirely out of cubes. <laughs> well, uh, mall security cop Turpin dashed it out between uh, between shifts. It does, on the other hand, explode and burn Lex to death, though. So that's fun. Well, yeah, that's true. I am very upset that we saw a guy who looks just like Jack Kirby in a Nazi episode and he wasn't punching Oh, Nazis. yeah. Fuck, I didn't oh, think I didn't, of that. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good angle I hadn't thought of. Uh, that said, uh, I didn't hate uh, Fascist Mercy because I have a type. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> just her in her uh, Baroness outfit. I mean, honestly, like, she looks pretty fascist in the uh, chauffeur outfit somehow. So. Uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, honestly, she looks like a. Uh, she looks like she should be on the deck of a star destroyer. <laughs> yeah, I do stand by in. my theory that she's much sadder in this universe, though. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. That's why she wears pants. Lex won't watch movies at night with her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Watch them with Superman now. Oh, my! You think they're friends? Friend. I think Superman thinks they're best friends. Well, okay. That you're describing the exact relationship he's going to have with Batman. <laughs> That's why the Superman has bags under his eye because he's up all night watching movies, <laughs> <laughs> eating popcorn, <laughs> painting. He really, the nails. they really did. They they didn't have any other way to show that he was different other than just like uh, draw a couple lines under his eyes. Yep. Good enough. I love the fuck out of animation because it's just two lines and <laughs> he looks like he's died and gone to hell yep oh no <laughs> it absolutely so does yeah i think i think when they come back to this they give him like a, a reed richards like uh graying temples thing or mm-hmm. something that is the part that is the sign of evil wait they is come it? back to this well yeah not this specifically but they like i said they do this idea in justice league and it's i think better mm. they they do that whole riff like the authority like That's the... should superheroes have powers and yeah. blah, 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 blah that's the justice lord stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Which plays out better than this, and also has like ties into some continuity stuff and has some mm-hmm. repercussions. And it, it's still the same idea, but I think they do it better. Also, you get to see alternate evil versions or fascist versions of like all the Justice League, which I think is cool. Like, and that's why I love stuff like this. You get to see a hundred different new character designs. Yep. Yeah. Like it's it's here cozy you and got familiar yet new and novel. Mm-hmm. You got you got Jimmy with his Uber mullet, and you got Superman and Mercy. Lex looks the same, and that's pretty much it, right? I mean, billionaire businessmen don't change that much. Well, that's true. Yeah, and I've seen this stuff. But t- I've oh, seen oh. TNG. I've seen terrible TNG episodes, <laughs> and I've seen um, you know, like every show and movie ever made appropriating Nazi imagery. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, um, we did get Angela Chen. Oh, God. Like, yes. As, uh, mm. as basically Mayor Red Thomas. Like, hey. <laughs> Which, this would have been my quote. 
<laughs> she's like, Lois, I can't believe you're alive. Give me a dollar. <laughs> Who is Angela Chen? Because I don't remember her, and she, she's great in this. Uh-huh. She's like the she's like the Summer Gleason of That's Metropolis. What it she's is. like the the talking head on the news. Oh, they should have had her explain how the sun works then. <laughs> yeah. No, she's like the she's like the dumb like you know uh, ditzy talking head. Like the the scientist would explain it to her, and she'd go duh. No, she's super cool. She bites Mercy. It's the best moment of the episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Homeless Angela Chen is great. Yeah. She's trying to bite a hole in her jackboot. It's amazing. (laughs) Just wants her kids back. (laughs) Uh, My good thing is, and this is a bit of a cop-out, but I am a sucker for adding an ominous chorus to the score to make things seem more epic. Mm -hmm. Like, it is a tired cliche, but it's one that I enjoy. I like the music in this. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. No, they had some, oh, you know, that kind of thing. It was, it was oh, good. I thought maybe it was the, uh, ho, 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 ho. Oh, no, no. That's, uh, I don't, I don't think they earned that. <laughs> he ain't that evil. No. Uh, Devlin, your bad thing and your quote are related, apparently. Yeah. <sighs> There's a lot of really lazy shorthand for how terrible this universe is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the absolute icing on the cake <laughs> that they actually came back to, like they actually did a rule of threes for this guy, mm-hmm. is a woman, I guess, has her baby taken away. She's very upset. Mm-hmm. And she yells, No! Oh, no! You pointed out in your notes that that could basically just be the Wilhelm scream. And I, I think specifically Tress McNeil with that exact delivery. You could just record and loop in everything ever. Specifically, yes. Trix McNeil saying, my baby. Mm-hmm. I but think that I've heard delivery. a hundred times. Yep. But you're right. They do come back to it because then she's like, then, there's a. Then they're, they're in the detention center and she says, where's my baby? Well, it's like a, it's like a crowd scene and there's a, there's a bunch of rhubarb. And yes, yeah, one of the voices is, and where's my baby? It also sounds. This is hard to do because of the nature of cartoons. It sounds like it was ADR. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like she ran in from the other room yep. to yell from another script into hey, a yeah. microphone. Hey, Tress, we want you to do eight voices on this Superman cartoon. Is it cool if they're all the same? Absolutely. <laughs> Can I call in? Yep. Is there a baby? <laughs> Where is it? Is it mine? Who knows? I, look, I'll just send you a tape. I already did that one. <laughs> The thing I enjoy the most is she also does the voice of the baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then at the end, she's, I guess, reunited with the baby. Uh-huh. My baby! Actually... My mother! <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Won't somebody think of the baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was and there's some, terrible. like, grisly implications that there's state run orphanages oh my god there's a yeah there's the there's the line uh we'll put your children in LexCorp orphanages and i just i want a whole episode about that yep honestly and that that line is chilling and then it's punctuated with my baby yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> no see i i the what i pictured for the LexCorp, or first of all they're LexCorphanages. uh but secondly um they shave all the kids heads give mm-hmm. them little business suits Oh, that sounds adorable. I, I I imagine the mascot for the Lex uh, for the Lex Corfinages is a picture of Lex in a diaper. 
Lil Lex. He's in a sailor suit and he has a lolly. <laughs> yep. It's Lil but Lex. He's, but he's not a baby. He's like a full size yep. Lex. Mm-hmm. Sorry about your parents. And uh, when you graduate or whatever you do, how, how do you how do you leave an orphanage? Get I think adopted, they just kick you out. You age out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they get, they issue you a, a small nugget of uh, kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Like there, oh. you are now you are now a little Lex achiever. <laughs> Take this and go kill Superman. Mm-hmm. Just turned him into the big Lex Bowski. <laughs> and proud we are of all of them. <laughs> Men cry too, Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mercy as Philip Seymour Hoffman would be so good. <laughs> Wait, does that make Lois the dude? Yeah. Let me go find a cash machine. <laughs> cape really tied the room together. Uh-huh. He doesn't have a cape. No, that's true. He has boots. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the capeless look. Yeah, it's not a bad look. Mm-hmm. It's a little streamlined. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I could do it without the literal S that is the same font as the SS, but, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to yes, do? Yes, well, same. <laughs> you sure this is a good idea, Lex? Don't worry about it. You look great. I mean, okay. there was, there was a familiar period. somehow. Mm-hmm. There was a period where we all thought, oh, referencing this thing that happened 40, 50 years ago, we all remember it, but it's not going to hurt us again. Yeah, well, that'll never happen again. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Oh, I did like um, going back to Mercy. There's a bit where she's uh, fighting Lois and uh, she sweeps the leg like the end of fucking Karate Kid. (laughs) Lois Lois sprained her ankle or whatever and and Mercy just goes right for it. Uh, Pow. So good. Mercy does have big Cobra Kai vibes. She sure does. Mm -hmm. No Mercy. Oh, and she's gonna shut down the orphanage, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, this is an alternate reality. She's gonna uh, she's gonna strengthen the orphanage somehow, <laughs> get it more funding or something. Ugh. So I'm on the DC wiki, and I just looked it up, and the lyrics to the choral arrangement are, "My baby." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like it. I, I retract my good thing. I guess. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't your quote then. I guess I'll just go with uh, sexy fascist mercy and uh, sexy fascist be damned. mercy turtle power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, when um, there's a shot when uh, Lois and Evil Superman hook up again, and Mercy sees them, and there's a look mm-hmm. on her face, just like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna get fired." <laughs> Well, Lex even says if, if Lois is alive, like he he can't know. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh man, make her not alive. <laughs> I had one job. <laughs> Am I good at this? Mm-hmm. I feel like in another universe, I'm good at this. Well, you know, she probably got complacent. Also, I get to have movie night. <laughs> you got to keep the morale up with mm-hmm. movie night. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't think you have to worry about uh, Mercy's morale. I think as long as she gets to, like, trash talk whoever's in Lex's office at that particular time, yep. she's good. Yeah, she's living her best life. Mm-hmm. Brainiac comes back. She's just taunting him. Just <laughs> she, she don't give a fuck. Mercy, this is Brainiac. What a douche. <laughs> oh, nice oh, job, Brainiac. Jerk. 
Oh, you must think you're a real genius, brainiac. Nice face, no face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go make else. Bizarro feel bad about himself some more. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I already gave him his horrible name. Mm-hmm. I didn't go with my, fr- my first one. Suck guy. Because <laughs> you suck. Oh, man. Oh, me, I'm not like that. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you do like that? Me, I'm confused about the various problems of my of my speech patterns. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of stupid Superman from the previous episode, this one, uh, he just forgets Lex has kryptonite? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, Lex pulls a big old fucking one the size of his head and then gets away and Superman chases him and he still has it. And Superman's like, oh my God, kryptonite. Like, you... you do you what, not have not object again? permanence in this universe? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just, he's turned into an infant. Mm-hmm. He's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the logo for the orphanarium. Uh-huh. No, not an orphanarium. You want to get sued? <laughs> That's a different Tress McNeil show. Right. You can understand my confusion, though. Mm-hmm. Also, every time anyone says another dimension, I just think of the song Intergalactic where they say another dimension because, you know. Yeah, they say it several times. That's Mm. all. Yes, I think of with voyeuristic intention. I don't know that one. Mm. It's Rocky Horror. Ah, I mean, I do know that one. I just didn't remember that Mm. one. I'm a big fan of the Intergalactic uh, remix that goes, where's my baby? Where's my baby? Where's my baby? Where's my baby? This is the rest of my week, by the way, is inserting Where Is My Baby into songs. And singing oh, no, this is great. <laughs> yep. All right. Anything else before we just descend into <laughs> literally just my baby and no other words? <laughs> you say, where is? Where is my baby? <laughs> it's four words. That's a whole language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could be. It would be if you had your way. Darmok and my baby at Jalad. <laughs> <laughs> that is indeed the most disturbing universe. <laughs> that is indeed my favorite Torch song. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I suppose that's all. And uh, next week, oh, well, Devlin, you put a little note in here. This is RIP, you guys. Oh, no. What did I. What is next week? Uh, well, we have Monkey Fun. Oh, RIP, you guys. We, is that yeah. No? The actual title? Uh, yes, it is. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's fine. It's got a monkey. It's fun. Yeah. Monkeys aren't fun. No, this one is. It's uh, Beppo. Woof. Monkeys are not fun. Rip to no. you guys. I will not be here. <laughs> All right. And uh, Ghost in the Machine, which I, I don't know. Again, what an original too. title. Never heard that one before. Nice work, Superman, I... the animated series. You're really nailing you, it. You know, Batman had the, exactly the same kind of titles. Yes, but he tricked me with his great uh, uh, cover images. Oh, uh, that's true. They did mm-hmm. have the fantastic title cards. Yep. The show does not have that. These are just white words saying monkey fun. No thank uh, you. White words. <laughs> just the worst. Ah. Bah. Synthoflavo. Black. Bah. <laughs> oh, I should have done a synthoflavo joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too late. And uh, well, all, that whole time we were doing that movie night runner, we could have scrolled up some cinemas. <laughs> I do imagine they just riff on the movies. It's very cozy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The worst they can find. But they're really mean about it. 
Especially Mercy. Uh, mm-hmm. Really mean and not funny. Also, mm-hmm. Lex is rich enough that they can just call the people in the movies and yell at them. <laughs> Bring them up on the hex screen. <laughs> Cambot, give me rocket number six. I don't just have one rocket. Hey, Gene Hackman. You're ugly now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good in everything. <laughs> I think Lex uh. Luthor's bodyguard just called me up to tell me I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Played him in a movie once. I don't remember. Uh, Devlin, you got anything you want to plug? Oh, no, I don't. You had to know I was going to ask. You seem stunned. I do see that. I am stunned. I'm sorry. I'm looking for this baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have nothing to plug. I don't. You're don't. not supposed to look for the baby. You're just supposed to call out desperately. <laughs> until the baby answers me? Well, until someone does something about it. Someone liberate this orphanage. Come on, let's mm-hmm. go. I'm going to keep calling for my baby until someone gives me a baby. Mm-hmm. Which is just a scam to get a free baby. <laughs> That's really one of the oldest tricks in the book. Mm-hmm. The book is All called right. How to Get a Free Baby. Mm-hmm. By Tress McNeil. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it then. Yeah. Uh, we've already covered next week. And... Um... Yeah, if you want to write to us, uh, we're weirdly near the end of this series. Well, I mean, we're coming up on season three of yeah. four, so we're like halfway through anyway. Uh, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Um, yeah, and we'll be back next week. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala, baby. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.